I am also now a, an accordion. <clears throat> Welcome to What's Removed. Welcome. Today is a very special day, a very fun day. I'm excited for this one. Connor, are you excited? I'm always excited, Vince. You know me. What are we talking about today? Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 oh, bum, Hedwig. Bum. Hedwig scene. Star Wars. <laughs> We're talking Star Wars again. Harry freaking <laughs> Potter. I'm so I'm Very excited. Fun. I'm excited for this one. There's a really fun conversation. Well, interesting conversation and reason we're really doing this episode, I think. And I, I've been excited to talk about this one for a while. So I'm glad we're doing mm-hmm. it. Um, Vince, it's funny. Vince was very in particular wanting to do this episode, which is funny to me because as far back as I can remember, you weren't the biggest Harry Potter fan, Vince. No, but there there is context for that. Okay. So, Connor, I think it'd be I think it'd make the most sense. What was your what's your history with the series? What's your kind of relationship with it growing up? I have a very obviously good <laughs> relationship. We have a great relationship. You and Harry, no, um, you're close. Me and Harry, we're very close. Um, okay, so when I was a kid, wh- here's a funny thing. When I was born, the first movie had already come out. Because mm. it came out in 2001, I believe. Yeah, like Christmas so, releases, I think, mm-hmm. for most of these. And the first book came out in 1998 or 9. I I might be wrong about this, but I know like the it started in the late 90s. Movies started in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. And um, I, as a kid, I think by the time I was old enough to read the books, the movies were just ending. Like... By the time I was old enough to understand them and actually enjoy them, uh, I think they were on like the eighth movie. I, I oh, remember really? trailers for the eighth movie. Yeah, I, I read all of the Harry Potter books in elementary school. I read them in okay. like maybe one year or two years. I forget which year, but yeah, I va- <laughs> vandalized one of the books. Uh, it's the Harry Potter. It's the Deathly Hallows, and I wrote my name on top of the pages. And I couldn't erase it because it was like on top. It was so. <laughs> and then I came back later in middle school. So maybe three years. I haven't been there in what, six years now, but um, way more than that. Uh, Wait, you don't go back to your middle school regularly? Just I don't go back to my elementary school. Your elementary ever. school? <laughs> Whoa. No. Wow, Crazy. you really forgot where you came from, Connor. But um, w- but the last time I went there in middle school, that my name was still on that book. Like, no one had erased it, and I was like, "Oh my lord, I'm a criminal." And they Wait, know who it is. Tom Riddle. Tom. <laughs> Tom Riddle. Okay, I I like to think I. Th- that part always was so funny to me because the spoilers for Harry Potter, Voldemort is Tom Riddle, and Tom Riddle... What's his name? Tom... Tom, what's his middle name? That's the what's funniest part. Name? It's some it's weird... It's so... It's like Ma- Maldivo yeah. or something. Mar- Marvolo. Marvolo. It's Marvolo. Tom Marvolo Riddle, and when you rearrange the letters, <laughs> it says, I am Lord Voldemort, <laughs> which is like... Yeah, it's like a clever mix of letters, but I imagine Tom Riddle sitting there in his angst just like, come on, I'm Lord Voldemort. That's what my letters... It's like, he's such an angsty teen. It's very oh, funny. Completely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you said spoilers. But, so 
definite spoilers yeah. throughout this entire episode, but that kind of reminds yes. me of this moment. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I had to tie this in. When mm-hmm. Snape says, uh, oh, you got the potions from my old book. I'm the Half-Blood Prince. And it just has this like angsty teenage ring to it, like mm-hmm. these monikers that people pick for themselves. And it's, that moment made me crack up so much. Uh, yeah. I, hmm. No, yeah, keep going, man. But, you know, okay, so for me going back, Harry Potter was definitely a large part of my childhood. It was one of the books that everyone was following and the movies that everyone was watching and they were good movies and good books and, like, everyone cared. And it was, it was, I am not one of the people who wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter because of the witchcraft and wizardry or whatever. I wasn't one of those people. Um, so I definitely <laughs> experienced... Harry Potter, and I grew up with it, and I didn't have it spoiled. I didn't know how it ended. I read the books before I saw the movies, and I have a, I have a very good relationship with Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. I think it's amazing. My relationship's slightly different with Harry Potter. Started slightly. Out, started out quite in, in a somewhat unhealthy manner. Uh, I was... we So we grew up very close together, and... Mm-hmm. I was pretty free to watch most things that I wanted to, but one big thing, and this was a very big thing across lots of different families for similar reasons, uh, was that I wasn't allowed to get into like sorcery or witchcraft movies, and namely Harry Potter. There was like this yeah. major movement against Harry Potter in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, not Lord of the Rings, not a bunch of these other stories that had it. And I think it mainly had to do with the fact that, like, kids are going to a school for it and your kids are yeah. going to want to learn how to do it. And, you know, this big, big fear around it. And I... It's devil magic. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter probably until I was, like, 11. So not wow. that, like... It's not that, that's not it's terrible. not terrible. But for me, I was very into movies at a very young age. Yeah. So I was already seeing all my friends. Maybe maybe I was 12. I don't know when I was allowed to. But uh, basically, I had already seen everybody get into it. I'd already talked to you about it. I'd already had most of the major beats like spoiled for me, quote unquote. Not like spoiled because I didn't think I was ever going to watch them. By the time I was allowed to, it wasn't like the cool thing anymore. And all through elementary school, I remember just being jealous of the fact that I didn't get to be in on this big cultural phenomenon that everybody was talking about. So I would play it off like, I wouldn't tell people that I wasn't allowed to. I would play it off like I just didn't want to. And I was so cool. I was being like all Mm -hmm. hipster that, oh, Harry Potter, that's stupid. So that was a very like bad way to start out with that series. It was a very (laughs) like, I was antagonistic towards it because I was jealous of being able to love it. So by the time I was 12, I just didn't even bother. And then, you know, just years go by, and it's like no one's really talking about it. Um, And I just never had an attachment to it, so I never really felt like watching it. But recently, and kind of going back to our conversation about, like, movies that feel good in the rain or, like, feel like winter movies or just kind of this cozy, warm feeling, um, I think that there are a lot of people in my life where that that was the case for them. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to try it out. I really want to see the series. So I started watching them. And I'm so glad I did. And it's sort of what I, I really love them. Like I, I really do already. Like I really like I really like the series as a whole overall quite a bit. And I really did not expect to like it as much as I did. So it makes me very excited to talk about it. I've come with, you know, a Guinness in hand in mug instead of a butterbeer. 
uh, trying to celebrate, <laughs> trying to celebrate oh, the series man. that is quite good. But all this comes to why I think it's interesting to talk about it is because of our different backgrounds with Harry Potter. You having mm-hmm. grown up with it, and it's like woven into your childhood. Me yep. only seeing these movies for the first time, all within the past several months. Granted, I saw. I think I saw the first one like a year or two ago, but most of them I've just seen within the past like couple months, and. Mm-hmm. That's very fresh, and it's kind of rare, I'd have to imagine, for like an adult of my age and my generation to only have just seen them. So yeah, I think it's I interesting. Think that's very rare. Yeah, I wonder how big. I wonder how big that phenomenon really was. I wonder how many people it actually like affected, for lack of a better word. I do you. I mean, do you think it's like big, or was it just sort of? I think it's massive. Yeah. I mean, literally in our cast. This is a thing theater people like to do, but one girl in the cast literally cast Harry Potter with our cast in her free time, just for fun. She went, oh, and this, I guess who I was. Oh, oh, well, first, I guess I more so meant like for people not being allowed to watch it or people being in the situation I am. But no, I want to guess who you were. Different thing. You are by far Draco Malfoy. No. What? Not in the cast. I'm just going on appearance. What? Okay, what, what, what? Ron. Oh, hell yeah. That's who I am for the cast. Amazing. That was such a thing. Okay, we'll talk about this later. I look like Draco Mm -hmm. Malfoy. And especially in the old movies, I look exactly like him. He looks way different than me now. Like, we don't look similar. But, oh my God, do I look like Draco Malfoy. And did I never hear the end of it as a kid? I can but, see. So what was your what was your question? What are you asking? I guess my question it's, was like, I wonder. It's just more. It's not really that question that I feel like we can really answer. But I just wonder how many people are in the same boat as I am with this series, because I don't have a good sense of that. Like I feel like I meet people who are like, oh yeah, I wasn't allowed to either, and then other people are like, wait, what? You weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter? Yeah. I've never heard of that being a thing. Well, I mean, you do live in California now, and you're from or at least were raised in like a part of the south that is a much different area and also i I, so a lot of the reason you weren't allowed to watch harry potter was religious reason it's sorcery it's whatever so i would assume a large majority of people our age who were raised in these christian households not that that is bad that's not what i'm saying at all it's like yeah they there's a large majority of them who probably weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter. So I don't think you're alone at all, man. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I, that, well, that's, yeah. that's kind of fascinating. But um, I think I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on them just as like a deep fan. Uh, uh, but almost mm-hmm. starting with the books, which I've also, I've never read the books. That's something else I should yeah. bring up. Um, so I'm also coming at this from an angle of I've just seen the movies. That's all I really have to mm-hmm. go off of. And I did have major beats spoiled for me. So I've known, like, the basic story structure my entire life. But I just didn't have Mm -hmm. any of the context or the, like, enjoyment behind it. But I'm curious, do you remember what your favorite book was from the series before we start talking about the movies? I do remember my favorite book. Which one was your favorite? When I was a kid and I cared about which favorite book I had for Harry Potter, it was uh, The Half-Blood Prince. It was number six. Hmm. Hmm. Which is odd, because that normally isn't people's favorites, and I don't know why it was. I think I just really liked Snape's story. Like, I really hmm. like Snape, so that was very cool. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff. That's the one where Dumbledore dies, right? That is the one where Dumbledore dies. Mm-hmm. A very great. A I lot love of the way stu- they yes. pull it off. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, as a kid, my favorite book was Half Blood Prince, and my favorite movie was The Goblet of Fire. Okay, it was different. It was two different yeah. answers, yeah. which was odd. But I think for the movies, they're just different. I also remember my least favorite book by far was uh, the fifth one, Order of the Phoenix, mm. and because it's like, and not no like. Shame on J.K. Rowling for writing this, but the fifth one is very like it gets into the politics of Harry Potter. Yeah, which is odd, but it gets it gets into the court system, and you just see how this world works, and it's very good world building, but it's boring. So the fifth book was very boring for me. I don't know, but it worked really well as a movie. I remember watching the fifth movie, thinking this is a good movie, like Hmm. one of the best of the Harry Potters. That's yeah. that's interesting. I felt I will I'll save my thoughts on the fifth movie because I think mm-hmm. maybe the best way to talk about it without getting so jumbled up because normally we talk about our rankings from like bottom to highest. Yeah, I think with this series it makes sense to sort of just go chronologically, say our thoughts on these films, and hope that like my freshness of of seeing them recently mixed with like your nostalgia can kind of combine and we can kind of see where the two where the two meet, if there's anything there, um, and yeah. then go back and rank them. Uh, how do you feel about doing that for this I'm one? I'm fine with that, man. Let's do it. Just movies? I mean, we can't do books. Yeah. We're... Well, if you want to throw in your thoughts on the books as well, that I, I'd love to hear it. I'd I haven't to. read the books in so long. Ugh. Oh, my Lord. What? So it, this will just be a movie It's episode. a movie episode, as most of them are, because <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love movies? Also, what movie do you have on behind you in the background? Is that Rounders? Uh, uh, funny you should ask, Vince. Uh, no, that is not Rounders. I'm uh, uh, Darn. Uh, 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 all right, guilty pleasure, guys. Just recently, I got back into an old YouTube channel that I used to watch a lot. Tabuscus? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, not, not Tabuscus. Smosh. Oh. oh, yeah, same wavelength, though, yeah. actually. Weirdly yeah, enough. similar wavelength. They um no, they're just like I'm watching them play a board game. It's not even the same. Isn't it crazy how like YouTube channels change? Anthony's gone and Smosh is just different. Now it's a group of people. It's like a comedy troupe. Hmm. Maybe Smosh is the next Harry Potter for me. I never I never watched Smosh. Now I gotta Yeah, maybe. Well, I oh, gotta well, join the great. party late. Yeah, you definitely no, you, there's no party to join. Don't what? Don't say that. Uh, not now. Well, okay. Um, well. Okay. Well. Speaking of back parties. To Harry Potter. Speaking of parties, what about the philosopher, the Sorcerer's Stone? What about the Sorcerer? Well, Vince, I feel like we, we, I feel, I feel like we have to answer this question because everyone is dying to know, what house are we in? Oh, I've actually what taken house? this test. You've taken it. I've taken this test, and from what I Did remember, take, was it the Pottermore one? I don't know. It was some website. It was like supposedly the official Harry Potter. Okay, thing. then it was it was Pottermore. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. They told me. I'm, let's guess oh, each other. Okay. 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 I'll guess yours first, Vince. There are two that I think are quite. Your, and I. Because <clears throat> my heart. It's like you're a Gryffindor. There's Gryffindor in you, and I see it, and I, I see that. But I also see Hufflepuff. Ah. Uh. So I'm going to guess Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff? 
I was going to say you, my man, are either Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. Okay, but you got to guess. I'm going to go with Gryffindor. Okay. All right. You were correct. I'm I a was. Gryffindor. You yeah. were almost correct. I was also a Gryffindor, according to the oh, test. Oh, no. I feel I like they thought I was like, we're so similar. I, if the movies are sense. anything to go off of, though, 90% of the people at Hogwarts are Gryffindor. 9% are, um, are Slytherin. And then, like, 1% is Ravenclaw, and no one's in Hufflepuff. Like, who the heck's no, in except Hufflepuff? Except for Cedric. Cedric. He's, He's in, in Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that explains um, a lot. <laughs> Vince, there's explains actually... You would love this. There's a play called Puffs. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. It is a play about an American exchange student at Hogwarts, and he's in Hufflepuff at the exact same time Harry Potter is there. Oh, that's so wild. So you just watch like the years play out, and it's a kid, like same year as Harry, and all the... So it's Harry Potter from the Hufflepuff's point of view, and it's so funny. That actually it sounds like a good so time. It is so funny. It's a really That really good does time. sound like a good time. Do you have, uh, before, I guess before we even get into the movies again, and you know, the, the whole thing's up even mm-hmm. further, do you have like a couple favorite characters outside of the main trio? Like who doesn't like Harry, Hermione, and Ron? But do uh, have, I don't. Oh, just, oh you're, no, so cool. you're so cool. You're so cool. So cool. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I said I love Snape. I think Snape is a great character. Uh, Sirius Black is awesome. And if we're talking just characters in the book, like which ones I thought were my favorite, because my opinion of characters changed when actors played them. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about that, but um, I think my favorite characters were Snape, Sirius Black, and Lupin. I believe uh, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Lupin? Yeah. Uh, he was dope. I really liked those. Yes. I With really liked those characters. The Latin of Wolf in his name. Oh, yeah. The. Um, so yeah, those are my faves. Who are your faves? Uh, my faves, and this is only going off the movie and performances and watching them older. I feel like my faves as a kid mm-hmm. would have been completely different. I really liked George and Fred. Yeah, I they're dope. They're a blast. Fred and George are great. And I really liked Neville and Luna. Um, Very interesting They stuck choices. out to me the, the most. And I think mm. maybe it's just because I was taking for granted all the other characters that everybody like talks about a lot. Those characters were more of surprises for me. I just hadn't really realized they were as fun as they were um, yeah. going into it. And I didn't know to look for them. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know to watch out for, for them. Um, Probably. Yeah, but, man, okay. I have to imagine that when this first movie came out, it was uh, a bit of a kind of, like, perfect storm of of, like, capturing elements from the book and marketing to kids and just like mm-hmm. timing and, and everything because it really still feels like this was just something that would have happened by force of nature regardless of whether you know Chris Columbus was directing it and these characters yeah. these actors were in it or not like it just feels like this movie was just bound to happen mm-hmm. that's that's it, the feeling I got watching the first it, movie it definitely I also think the first movie it was funny because I haven't watched all of them super recently. The, I've only watched the first two for just, like, random reasons uh, relatively recently. And the first movie is very good. It's just, like, undeniably a good movie. But it's also clearly a children's adventure story. Mm. 
like, think about it. If you watch it, a bunch of stuff happens, and, and like, it's the, cla oh, the boy under the stairs, he's a, whatever, you can put yourself in his shoes, and then he's the hero, he's this crazy kid, and no one really dies. There's no real sense of danger in the first one. Like, the only person that dies is... Um, the teacher that Harry the murders? Teacher. Yes. Yes. The yeah. teacher at the end who... What? I forget his name. Oh, my God. Voldemort face man. I forgot his name, too. Yeah. It's um, uh, Quirks. <laughs> Probably. No, it's... It's... Uh, it's, uh, it's... Dude, this is going to bug me. It's Quirks. Uh, we'll just call him quirks. quirks. I think it's funny, dude. Uh, uh, hold on. Well, we're... He was a weak villain. This is this is. I'll he get was. into it already. Like I, mm -hmm. I liked the first movie. I thought it was great setup. I thought it was just like great setup for the series. Great world building. They nailed the casting. They nailed the set decorations and the music and all the the stuff that goes into what makes Harry Potter was there. But yeah. the story itself was kind of uninteresting overall to me, especially by the third act. I think it kind of it kind of fell apart a little bit for me because I'm yeah. just like, this villain is not doing mm -hmm. it for me. The, the stakes are a little odd. And it really did, it felt like, it just felt like a good fun. It was good fun. Yeah. I think, I mean, when you rewatch the first movie, I say it's a kid's movie because, I mean, obviously it's kids. Also, I looked it up. It's Quirrell. Same as Quirrell. Duh. Oh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, but think about it. Like, they set up the whole movie. Oh, Harry's this one. Ron is this one. Ron plays chess. And then at the end, he has <laughs> to play in a freaking chess game. And Hermione uses her magical knowledge and gets him through the thing. And Harry plays. He rides around on his broom, like these lessons he learned. It's so clearly for kids. Like, the plot is dumb. Like, it's dumb. The first one. I'm not talking trash about Harry Potter. It's a good movie. No, it's yeah. fun. That's the thing. The first one is just good fun. Um, and then you get into the second one, which we will talk about. Uh, but let's talk about casting. Dude, I for don't... For a minute. I, I have nothing to say. I want to hear what you have to say. I really don't have anything to say that hasn't been said a billion times. Yeah, I think that Harry Potter is a very special series because it's... Just literally the most talented, tremendous actors playing these characters and just going absolutely 110% on these stupid characters. And it works. It only works because they're giving it. They're giving it all. Like, I want you to imagine anyone else playing Snape. Yeah, that's Alan exactly Rickman, what I was going like, to say. Alan Rickman, like, is Snape. And... I know the Dumbledore's changed because the first Dumbledore passed away, but even McGonagall, dude. Oh, yeah. She, she's perfect. Hagrid is perfect. And the kids are, like, perfect. You can yeah. tell that they're not good act Like, they're kids. They're not good actors yet. Yeah. But they're still just perfect for these roles. They really are. I think that really helped, like, move and push the, the story into a real serious place like oh the, all these famous actors are in it and then the actors just get more and more and more famous and you have big actors going in for tiny roles because they want to do Harry Potter and also it's good yeah 
It really so oh that yeah. part of it really stood out to me too is watching them grow as actors as they're mm-hmm. growing up. There's no other series that even remotely tries to tackle that level of following child actors yeah. at all. Like you could say, oh, that movie Boyhood that came out, it's one I was, movie I was shot over Boyhood. like 13 years. That's really amazing and impressive in itself. But this is that concept dialed up to like studio level insanity mm-hmm. where you're pumping out eight movies over the course of their adolescence. It's wild. Um, yeah. And it's kind of amazing it even happened at all. Like it is really, I think the, the most impressive thing about this series to me is that it's consistently good. Like in my opinion, mm-hmm. not a single one of these movies is bad. I agree. Um, or even like meh. Like they're all mm-hmm. good. They're all good. And yeah. that's wild for eight movies. And the fact that it didn't just fall apart. Like the mm-hmm. fact that they were yeah. able to keep it up um, at a consistent level of quality is impressive. It's a very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is. I remember that was such a big thing watching these movies. And I wasn't the age to like really watch them. But imagine being... 10 years old when the first movie comes out and you literally just grow with yeah. hair. You grow with them. Like, yeah. Because the first, the last movie came out in what? 20... 2011, uh, I think, was the last one. 2011, it was. Yeah, the part So, two. like, 10 years. 10 years, They yeah. did the whole thing in 10 years. And that means uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who, play, who plays Harry, obviously, um, he, I think he started when he was 11... And he finished the movies when he was 21. Right. So it's like, you can just grow and watch. And then I think that also, we'll talk about this, that vibe really, they kind of use that in the movies. Like, the first movie is a kid's movie. And then slowly, they just get darker and darker and darker because, like, they're growing. And it just worked. And I don't know if J.K. Rowling meant to do that, like, meant to tell this story that starts off as a kid's story and then gets darker and darker and darker. But that's what she did. She wrote these great characters and you grow with them. Like yeah. She did a very good job of growing with these characters. As somebody who's never read the books, what I had heard was that she sort of intended to like increase the reading level at least as yeah. you're going along like to keep the same audience. But then the novelty mm-hmm. when you're watching the movies really is seeing the performance of the lead actors grow and growing with that because you're able to yeah. just relate to, to an actual person in front of you in a different way than I think mm-hmm. even a book really. But uh, you know, that's, I haven't read them, but um, yeah, man, kind of going into the second one. Cause mm-hmm. I got it. I, I don't have much to say about the second one, but man, did I really like this one? I had a lot of the fun. second one. Oh, I had a second lot one's really of good. fun with yeah. chamber of secrets, dude. That movie um, is just kind of wild to me. Because it feels like it's it's the same vibe as the first one. It has all it really mm-hmm. the same director, a lot just the same world recreated with a lot of the same feelings. But you can kind of yeah. take the training wheels off. You don't need to explain to us how it works anymore. You don't need to set up mm-hmm. these characters. Now we just get to dig in and have fun with it, and yeah. it is a lot of fun. Like the fact that it, there's a serial killer snake who like not actually kills but like petrifies the students. Is mm-hmm. is weird, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The the yep. phony teacher of the dark arts 
um, is great. Kenneth Branagh is, like, is so fun. He is so... Dobby. Yeah, that part is so fun. Dobby. Dobby like, can't forget this is Dobby. the one... I mean, this is one of two movies where he gets to shine, and this yeah. is, like, his movie as well. Uh, and it's the longest yeah. one, which is a bit of a... It is? Yeah, The Chamber of Secrets, is, is, I think, is the longest movie, um, which some people will say is a problem, uh, and I think it is. Like, there, there are plot holes in this that I noticed, but I also just, like, had a ton of fun with it. I don't know. And it kind of made up for it. Like, I was yeah. just like, this is just a really good time. Yeah, I think the second one started to build the story of, like, Harry Potter and Voldemort. Definitely, when yeah. The first movie was just kind of, like, establishing Harry. Now they're digging into, okay, what's going on? Like, we talked about Voldemort. Who is this guy? Like, in the first movie, you don't know anything about Voldemort other than he killed Harry's parents and he disappeared when, and he couldn't kill Harry, and he disappeared. That's all you know, and that's all Harry yeah. knows, and that's all anyone knows. So for him in the second movie, for you to, like, I remember even watching it knowing how everything ends. I was watching it like, oh, this is good. Like, this Tom Riddle thing is really interesting. Like, oh, my God, that is, that's Voldemort. Yeah. Like, you're seeing him, and you don't know it, and it's, it's, that was a good moment, especially reading the book. Like, because... The book did a lot better job of, at least what I remember, is you like Tom Riddle, mm. like you admire mm. him, and he's someone you follow, at least for a bit, like Harry does. Oh, interesting. So Harry has this idea that Tom is like a good guy. Okay. And even in the movie, they kind of have that, but it's revealed like, I am Lord Voldemort, and you go, oh my God, that makes so much sense, and all the pieces come back together, but I think the Tom Riddle stuff is really good. Yeah, uh, centering the mystery. They just, they just added to the world. Oh, totally. And like centering the mystery around that, especially the, around not just mm-hmm. him, but him at a young age, is yeah. a really cool way of establishing Voldemort without having to go like full villain territory. Yeah. Yet. Like it saves a ton of stuff for later. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great way to introduce him and to get backstory for him in a way that currently affects Harry. It's not like we're just being dumped a mm-hmm. bunch of Voldemort backstory. It's exactly. the story ties into something he did at that age in the past. I think that's a really, just like a really fun, fun story. And it's, it's kind of scary at points. Like I could, I could see this being a little scary and that kind of goes in the third one as well. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting them to have like kind of fun horror elements as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, but also still be very much so kids movies that are, just enjoyable. Um, totally. I like the second one a lot. How do I do. I do, too. I think I, I can really admire, like, across the whole board uh, on, of the Harry Potter movies. Voldemort is such an iconic villain now, but they did such a good job of having the same villain in every story, and he never got dull. Yeah. He never got boring. And it made sense chronologically. And there are other like antagonists, but the main antagonist is always the same. And his rise and power and defeat just feels so satisfying. They did a very yeah. good job with that. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so it's funny you you say that because the seg that's sort of the segue into the third movie. Because I think the third movie is unique in that mm-hmm. it is kind of the one movie that does feel mostly separate from the Voldemort yeah. overall arc. And it's also unique mm-hmm. in that from everything I've heard from people I've talked to who love the series, from you know different YouTube channels and whatnot, this is kind of widely considered to be the best made Harry Potter movie. 
Yeah, I remember. I I remember being very fond of the third movie and the characters in it. Once again, it's like Lupin and Sirius Black, like two of my favorite characters, are start in that book. So, yeah. Um, but I, what a great and that's another. J.K. Rowling does these very good like storytelling things that you don't notice until you read it again or watch it again. Like with the third one, she's got the time travel, right? Yeah. Her mind is doing time travel the whole time. And there are things that she does when she time travels that like something like, oh, she distracts the werewolf Mm -hmm. and they go back and there are just things like that that happen a, a good amount of times. And it's very interesting. And also... Can we talk about the absolute legend, Gary Oldman? This is where he comes oh, in. Oh, he kills it in this one. Yeah. He kills, man. I, Gary Oldman oh, yeah. is such a good actor. I think that this one's really fun for that. Like, the, the three characters that you said that you really enjoyed were Severus, um, Sirius, yep. and Lupin. And this is their movie. Like, this is this is mm-hmm. very much so Sirius's movie. But I, I think, like, the best scene in the movie, to me, is near the end... There's this, uh, well, Alfonso Cuaron is the director. I think it's important to mention the fact that the director's changed. Yeah, so uh, Chris Columbus did the first two, and then with this one, it's it's kind of an upgrade in terms of them getting older and the tone getting a little darker, and it really stands out by the time the finale rolls around. I think it's, yeah. it, it really wowed me, the whole... Um, Patronus sequence when he's fighting off the Dementors and yeah, oh, that, that's I, oh that's when this is at it too. I totally forgot that. Yeah, yeah, that is such a such a iconic like fight. And I thought it would be followed mm. up more. I thought that tone would really be matched in some of the later ones because I heard it gets darker and darker. But I really felt like this one kind of kind of nailed that. And they never yeah. really dig in with, with the Dementors too much later on. Like this is also the movie that deals with that the most. The fifth one. Does, oh, you're right. But yeah, the not as much as one. that's true. Yeah, that's but true. Th- you're right. The third one is the Dementor one. Yeah, for sure. or at least like a th- you feel. I felt the fear of them as beings around Hogwarts, by far the most in this one. Yeah, like it just it was really striking. Um, mm-hmm. It was a very interesting movie. I, I really did enjoy it. I think it's hurt yeah. and helped by the fact that it's pretty self-contained. It is very self-contained. You, I said like the villain is the same and he's interesting. I don't think Voldemort isn't even like what they never even really talk about him. Do what's the whole plot of the third one? Basically so the the Voldemort tie-in is sort of Peter Pettigrew, at least in my mind. Um, oh, because you learn about Peter in the third yeah, movie? Yeah. God Okay, it. so this is this is fun to see this coming back to you. So like Peter, I love the yeah. um when Harry's walking around at night with the map that shows him where uh, everybody is and he sees Peter oh, Pettigrew and it's like everybody's right, like he's Marauders dead. Map. He's dead and it's um it's the mouse. It's, um it's the rat scabbers. It's the yeah. rats. Uh so that that's a very fun sequence to me. Um I don't know, I just had I had a really good time with this one as well. I, I like the second and third one back to back really yeah. are a great pairing. I didn't. I don't. Very good. And pairing. I don't have and I think, much interesting to say yeah. about them. I just think they're they're really enjoyable. No, I agree. I think that's a that's such a big thing about like these Harry Potter movies is I don't really have any corrections for them. They're oh, all totally. Good. Yeah. No. Like, I don't. I wouldn't cast anyone else. I wouldn't really do anything different. They cut out, and it is one of the most like faithful adaptations from books. They've cut out some stuff, but at the end of the day it works. Like, they cut the fluff. And it works for the movies. Considering the movies are also pretty long. But, 
you can't keep everything in there. And the Harry Potters do very good at that. Yeah. Something I will so, say. Something I will say about. Yeah. It's more about Harry Potter as a whole, and I think that's. It was weird. It was weird to see the series and feel like I can only really talk about it as the series as a whole. Because most of the time, I'm able to kind of um, pick apart each one a little bit better in my head. But I feel like the, the way that this played out was it sort of leveled out for me. Like, th- everything reached the level where it was good. But it also limited any one movie in the series from being, like, amazing to me. Even yeah. the third one that a lot of people consider the best is, like, I, I, yeah, I definitely noticed that as one of the, the, the best made film out of all these, yeah. I'll say. But even still, like, I have a hard time thinking about that film alone as just this great cinematic masterpiece without tying it into the rest of it and without, like, you know, saying, well, I can't just enjoy that one. I want to watch the other stuff as well. Um, And that's just unique. I don't even feel that way about Lord of the Rings or, or, you know, other series that did really similar things. It just doesn't, doesn't quite tie together or blend together yeah. for me so much. And I mean, that works it in their detriment and also, like, it works for them because it's kind of a thing. I don't... You never really hear anyone say, like, oh, I want to go home and, like, watch the third Harry Potter movie. That's not a thing people do. Hmm. People watch Harry Potter, like, at least what I think or what I've seen is that you kind of watch it in order. yeah. You gotta watch it in order. Like you don't just go back and watch your favorite one. That you don't have a favorite one. You watch the whole freaking series. Yeah. And that brings us to the fourth movie, which for a long time was my favorite movie uh, in the Harry Potter series. I think this one is good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the bar. I'll stop. I gotta stop saying that I think they're good. I'm just gonna like spoiler. Yeah. I think they're all good. Uh, the fourth yeah, one. Same. The fourth one, noticeably to me, f- is a product of its time, more so than any yeah. of these other films. I mean, they're How's that? they have you know the mullet hair, like the long hair oh, for God. this one, just for this one. It's very odd, and the CG kind of stands out a little bit uh, in comparison to the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. Just the whole concept of the you know bringing the other schools to Hogwarts for the big ball. And the way that happens is a little clunky to me, but that's all mm-hmm. to say I, it's very, very fun. Cedric yeah. Diggory, like that whole dynamic's really cool. Um, the ending, the final yeah. battle's amazing. It's really good. I mean, this is the movie, this is the first movie that Voldemort is actually in, yeah. like technically. And they bring in Ray Fiennes, who is just one of my favorite actors. He is so good. He is so good as Voldemort. Uh, once again, an undeniable casting choice to pick him. He and and he makes one hell of an impression when he comes in. I think Voldemort coming back is very good for the story, and like I can't say satisfying because it's not satisfying. It's scary, yeah. but like story wise it is it works and you feel that emotion when he comes back you're like oh no and he's just scary and he kills cedric and it's it's a lot yeah yeah but it's a i i remember most of the fourth movie as i remember loving the games and the end the rest of it i didn't i didn't like the ball stuff i didn't really care 
I was the kid who was watching that. I didn't care. Yeah, it does. It does. The downtime of this one gives off kind of like the awkward middle years vibe that it probably should be yeah. giving off because that's where they are age yeah. wise. But mm. and in in the books, you can kind of delve in that deeper and having that in there doesn't seem as weird and it doesn't seem weird in the movie, but it's like not as interesting as watching Harry fight a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it starts becoming less cute once they're like hitting puberty, if that makes sense. Like there's the, there's a moment where, you know, it's almost like a rom-com moment where Hermione's walking down the steps in like her ball gown and Ron's all awkward about it. And, that moment to me doesn't quite land because it just kind of, it's just a little like, I don't know. I don't know. Something's not really clicking here. Um, those are, those are a couple rough points for me, but the heights of this movie more than make up for it. And yeah, like the fun and the action of the movie are great. And it is still really fun. It, even though those moments are awkward, like they're still fun to watch. They're, they're really yeah. fun characters to watch and they're uh, interesting in the way that they're growing up and it's relatable. Mm-hmm. It's still completely. And relatable. also, Yes, absolutely. And also, I mean, we're talking about the movies getting darker and darker. Cedric dies. Yeah. Like, character. The, uh, now we're hitting the point, like, oh, characters die. Like, you like Cedric. He's a very likable character. And he's the first main character to die in the series that I can remember. No, yeah, I mean. I guess Quarrel, I guess Quarrel but. Not yeah, Not, not really. really. It's not the same. No. Like, the first one you really care about when he dies, yeah. and it's very... Yeah. Um, I'd say... It's a, it's hard, and it, it's, like, it's, it's just very interesting. I love that Harry Potter does that. Like, yeah, I, yeah what were you going to say? Oh, no, I just think that, yeah, you're, you're really right about that. This one hits really hard. Uh, honestly, it hits harder than Sirius's death in the fifth one for me does, mm. just because... Yeah, this is like the first one, and it it's the ultimate turning point of the series. The series doesn't yeah. feel um, kitty or warm or cozy, pretty much at all after this. In the mm-hmm. same way, and this one's yeah, this one's fun. It is fun, but you're totally right. It's where the movies and books stop being like warm. Yeah, yeah. Because even in even in the next book, it's like. You look at the first book and what it's all that's the first movie is just all warm. It's it's all kids, whatever. Second movie, he's like it's warm. He goes back to Hogwarts and he's happy and blah blah blah, but then all this stuff starts happening. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Third movie, similar situation. Fourth movie, similar situation, and then it ends really bad. Fifth movie ends like starts dark or yeah bad yeah. for Harry. Like starts dark. So Yeah. It, it you know it's i love it it's like the safe the safety net is leaving that's true yeah that really is how it feels especially by the end and so i i mean i think yeah once you get into the fifth one um there's good and bad to that safety net being gone uh mm-hmm. i think like the opening as you said it's a bit jarring to have it open that way i wasn't really expecting that and it was kind of yeah. like oh wow this kind of i'm going to have to get used to this for a second from here on out, they're all all five, six, and both parts of seven are directed by David Yates, so they do feel very cohesive yeah. in their style. Oh, that makes they sense. they do, yeah, that and totally it's a very sense. different looking series already. Like you can just tell it, uh, you know, from I think it was Mike Newell who was the director and his team did the fourth one, 
And all like the first four, mm-hmm. the first two feel similar, and then the third and the fourth feel just very much their own stylistically. And then you move into the mm-hmm. fifth, and there's variation between each of the following movies, but they are, it's like, okay, now we've moved into the back half. And yeah, it, it's, it's cohesive. cohesive. It's very yeah, cohesive. but it's just like, it's its own different feeling thing. And it's like, there's young Harry Potter, which mm-hmm. kind of has all this stuff going on, and then you can very much so feel this halfway point. And that's like a very strong shift, and it's because of the ending of the fourth one. And then the beginning of the fifth one carries that over yeah. nicely. But it is jarring, and it does make... I think it makes the opening of the fifth one for me a little hard to get going. Like, the first act yeah. of the fifth one isn't quite as strong when he's, like, being tried uh, by the ministry for yeah. possibly causing Cedric's death. Um, or using, yeah. using magic. It's, it's for using it's magic. It's boring. It's like... Um, to stop the it's for using yeah, magic. Right, it's right. not for Cedric's death. Yeah, that's yeah, later in this definitely. plot. So I, I mean, going back, that's that's boring. Like no one wants the politics of Harry Potter. Who cares? But I think in, like, but it's forgiven. I think it's really good world building. It's really yeah. good world building, and having that in there makes so much sense. Like you can rewatch the movies and watch the new ones having this understanding of how the world works that ha- really helps you yeah. going forward. And by the time the fifth one got going to, and by the time we like really meet the villain, I, I really mm-hmm. fell in love with this one. I, I, I think Umbridge, honestly, to me, just because I didn't really know much about the plot of this one, and I already knew what happened with Voldemort, yeah. she stood out as the strongest villain in the entire series to me. She is. She absolutely oh, is. Because I was I was even saying before, like, oh, Voldemort's the main antagonist. And it hit me. I was like, no, there's yeah. Umbridge. And that bitch, that bitch. It's so funny because that actress apparently is lovely. And she's so kind and warm. And then the scene starts and she's the worst person. Umbridge was so, oh, my God. God, it was such like a thing. Everyone hated Umbridge. You hate Umbridge more than you hate yeah. Voldemort. Which, for that actress, girl, snaps. You killed. She oh, completely. Killed. She killed. I can just picture back, um, you know, growing up, I probably would have thought of like different teachers at, on different days when they're ticking everybody off or doing something, like students saying, oh my gosh, she's just like Umbridge. And that could be the worst thing you could ever say about a teacher, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, it just it just reminded me of those moments in school when and different dynamics like that come about. So like as a kid, that story has to be so relatable, and mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it even stronger. But obviously, I'm just watching this, thinking that 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 what it that's what it would be like. I could also be kind of a put off for kids, sort of the darker tone, more of the meandering, like political side of the story could probably be a little slow. Yeah. I think the movie could be cut down a little bit. And it's definitely not as fun yeah. as a lot of the other ones. And, you know, by the end when Sirius Black dies, I don't think that lands completely for me, I think, the way that it's intended mm-hmm. to. Uh, I don't know if you remember that final battle um, super well. I remember bits and pieces of it, but not not fully. Mm. Because no. it, it, it stands out because it's very visually, I think it's the best um, wizard fight going on. There's the, the bit. Yeah, isn't it the one with the yes. giant water Yes, ball? it's the one where uh, Dumbledore yeah. and Voldemort are attacking each other all elemental style, and it's so super sick. cool. But then it switches to a little bit of some chaotic stuff between um, 
you know, Bellat- yeah. is her name Bellatrix Lestrange? Bellatrix also a character Lestrange, that I yeah. wish landed more for me. I don't think she ever quite did uh, for me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'll fave. agree with that. I think there were a lot of characters that got a little shafted by the movie, like book to movie transfer, like script changes. I think Bellatrix was one of them because she's a very memorable character in the movies and the books. But she's definitely more of a character in the books. Got you. Okay. Still one of the best moments ever in Harry Potter is in the last one when she's like, oh, what, what does she say? Is it like, get away from yeah, me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bitch, and then I kills think it's, her. Oh, it's good. Badass. I mean, that, that, I'll get to my thoughts on, well, I don't know. I'll just say what I think about that moment. Um, I think it's a very yeah. strong moment, but it stuck well, out to me as something that showed kind of that they didn't really know what to do with her as a character because they're, they're pitting her against Ron and Ginny's mom, which there's no real... Yeah, Molly. Molly? Oh, so, okay, I yeah. I believe it's Molly. Uh, there's no real Molly struggle between them earlier on in the story, and it's sort of just like, oh, let's just yeah. give this moment, let's just put it together. And it felt very, like, weirdly mm-hmm. forced into that moment, and it's still enjoyable to see. It's super fun, but... Uh, I just thought some of the cracks started to show. And uh, some of the cracks start to show when you look yeah. at a character like in the fourth one, uh, Moody. You know, you, you fall in love with him as a character yeah. throughout the film, only to find out that the entire time it's it's a fake version of him. It's somebody pretending to be him. Yeah. So when he shows up again later on in the films, it's like, well, we don't really know him. Yeah, I don't really like, care don't really anymore. Care. So they kind of nerfed, <laughs> like they built up all of our attachment to him. And I was just as attached to him as I was to almost as much as I was to Sirius Black. But then yeah. his death later on just kind of doesn't really mean anything because then I don't actually know him. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of moments like that that don't, don't I, quite really work. Yeah. And I think, but once again, I, I, I agree with you and I don't mean to kiss Harry Potter's ass here, but like, I think the satisfying character deaths or the character deaths that do hit you hard hit you hard. Like, Dumbledore's is really yeah. good. Um, and there are other ones that are, like, small and they happen very quickly, but also it's, like, uh, like Fred. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Like, that one was just sad. And Lupin and um, Remus, or Tonks. Tonks, Rupert's... Uh, uh, yeah, Lupin, <laughs> Lupin and Tonks. Lupin uh, Tonks. And Tonks. <laughs> they die, which is very sad. As somebody um, who never read the books, there was one moment in 7 part 1 or part 2 or something where where somebody's like, "Oh, yeah, we lost Tonks or something like that." And I was like, "Who who's Tonks? I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> who know who Tonks, Tonks is." Uh, and <laughs> I think it just got to be a little bit too much. Um yeah, what are, what are your overall thoughts on I guess coming back to the fifth one? Well, the fifth and sixth are the mm. fuzziest for me, which is odd because I said the sixth was my favorite book. But the fifth and sixth are the ones that I don't really remember, like, at all. Got you. So those are the ones. I won't say at all, but I remember broad strokes, but I couldn't tell you the yeah, plot okay. of them. Yeah, I mean, the, the fifth one's easily segmented so, in my head as, like, the Umbridge one. And that's yes. oh true, and true, then true. He, it ends when true. Sirius dies, and that's sort of how I think of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, a lot of the movies are like, okay, what character is in this, or who am I introduced to, or what thing happened here? Like, oh, first one is has Quirrell in it, 
And then the second one is where you meet Dobby. And the third one yeah. is where you meet Siri. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I always see the, the movies. And then by the time you, like, meet all of them, I'm like, oh. The, Got oh, the you. Then it kind of just bleeds together. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that the fifth and sixth kind of bleed together for you, though, because I do think that those two, even, like, part one of the seventh a little bit, but especially those two do have a very similar style, and they yeah. do feel largely the same in, in that sense. And I think they're really they're they mm-hmm. really work together being binged, it, and they really serve people who are watching the series yeah. as a binge through of everything, and that makes it great. But it also makes it harder to distinguish, and it also kind of makes it hard for me to to judge them as well in my head. Um, the sixth one especially. Mm-hmm. Now I really I do like the sixth one, just like I like the series, but it it feels very much so like a great encapsulation of the series as a whole, because there there actually is a lot of of um, Kind of Hogwarts stuff in this one. It's the last time we really get normal Hogwarts yeah. stuff like going school. on. Slut. Like school, yeah. yeah. There's the whole massive, a big chunk of the movie is that relationship with Ron, and I completely forget her name. Um, but that that just goes to show. Maybe that's like a, maybe that's a mistake. Maybe that's a. And now you're Little looking at me all funny. Which girl is this? So I completely okay. So I. I completely forgot the character's right, name. You but keep talking. I'll look it up. Ron, ha- there's this girl who is really interested in Ron. And, you know, in classic teenage fashion, the relationship gets to be a little clingy, a little, you know, PDA. Lavender in the Brown. Hall. Lavender Brown. Yeah. yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. I think yeah, it's Lavender. So it's a f- I might be wrong. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, just kind of high schooly stuff happening around that and around, um, you know, the Quidditch for the last mm-hmm. time we really get to see going on and Hermione does the little spell that uh, stops the other goalie from outshining Ron. Um, there's oh, yeah. there, that stuff's right. fun and yeah. it could be trimmed a bit. We get the Harry and Ginny stuff really ramping in with this movie, which is kind of a bit weird. Yeah. At first. That one feels it weird. A bit it, odd. it always feels weird when you like, cause their ages are, they make sense, and honestly, their relationship like isn't weird, but it's only no, weird because really. when I think of Ginny Weasley, I think of the little girl. Yeah, and when Chamber I think of, of Harry Secrets. Potter, I think of the adult. Like, mm-hmm. Harry as a, an older teenager. So to think that Harry and Ginny get together, it's always so weird to me, but they're only one year apart. Yeah, that's strange. That's, that's weird. Um, Draco gets some stuff to do in this one, mm-hmm. finally. Yep. Like uh, actual holy stuff crap. to do. Yeah, I was expecting more from... Everybody talked up Draco a lot. And maybe that's more because of the books and, you know, the fun moments he gets in the movies. But he doesn't really get that much to do in this series. No, he doesn't. He's kind of... It, it, it is interesting. And they did cut some stuff from the books. I remember how they meet in the books is different how they meet in the movies. Like, in the books, they meet buying robes. And Draco is nice to Harry. He's kind of shady, but he's not mean. But he's, like, kind of extending an invitation to Harry. Like, you want to be with me, dude. You want to be with me. And then later, Harry kind of gives him a little F you. And it's, that's where the, like, enemies starts. But, oh, fun fact about uh, the movie. I'm going back to all the way to movie number two here. But the guy who plays Lucius Malfoy, I forget his name. He is so good. He, he yeah, is great. Truly. And he, I remember I watched a video with him, like, it might have been the GQ breakdown, your famous, whatever, famous roles. And he was like, I saw the first movie 
and I knew I was playing this kid's dad, and he was like, wow, that is one little shit. And he went, I'm going to make him so sympathetic. He was like, I'm going to be the worst person you've ever seen and make Draco sympathetic, and he does. And I think his performance really lets you like Draco, or at least you kind of root for Draco. You understand he's, he's got shitty parents. Oh, yeah. And then at the, in the last movie especially, it's like you see him like, realize that he's wrong. And it's, oh, yeah. And it's good. It's a great character. But, uh, and that's another thing. In, at one point, Dobby is at Lucius's feet. I think it's near the end of the movie. And they're walking, and Lucius, they're, I remember they're doing the scene, and Chris Columbus is like, all right, Dobby's going to be right there. He's CG, so just do whatever. But he's going to be in front of you. And Lucius starts walking up, and then he just kicks the air. And they're like, what were you doing? He's like, I kicked Dobby. I kicked him down the <laughs> stairs. That's what I did. And they were like, perfect. And he, so he just felt the urge to kick Dobby in the back of the head. <laughs> you, it's that's wild to hear about people improving with yeah <laughs> with green screen or yeah, the, right you know mocap sorry or, you know not mocap sorry completely CG. Uh, how did they do um, it? Okay, is it mocap? Honestly, is it? Mo- I don't think it is. It's not I don't mo-cap. think it is. Okay, okay one okay. thing about the Harry Potter series and when you watch them, especially you and me now with like you more than me, but like with visual effects in mind, the visual effects from the first movie to the last movie are insane. Like, Harry Potter, you could probably thank Harry Potter for where CGI is now. It, yeah. Look at the first movie. The CGI is, like, kind of bad. Good. It looks uh, like a good 90s CGI. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And then instantly the second movie looks ten times better than the first one. Agreed, yeah. And then the third movie looks even better, and then it just gets better and better and better and better until the CGI is practically flawless in the last well, movie. I was going to say the only kind of counterweight to that is for some reason Dobby kind of looks better in the second one than he does in the part one of the seventh. And maybe that's really? because, at least to me, maybe that's because they're focused on Dobby, Do- Dobby so Dobby. much. Dobby. Uh, they're focused on Dobby so much in the second one, and he's such a big part of like the sell of that movie, whereas in the seventh there's just so much else going on. I don't know. Yeah. Are you looking at them side by side? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good Dobby. He looks image. a little. He looks a little different in the seventh one, and a little, little strange. Yeah. And also. He, yeah. Ah, sorry. Um, no, Dobby was one of those characters that I. I'm gonna be real honest. I never really cared for. I understood why people you did. Soulless bastard. I know. No, I wanted the best for Dobby, but I was like, he's annoying. Like he is. <laughs> he's annoying. And not that I wanted him to die, but I was like, he's not a great character. He's like, he's the little guy that we want to root for, and he's the underdog, and you feel good that he sticks it to Lucius. But other than that, he kind of doesn't really do anything. I remember in the books, even, he has more of a plot than in the movies. Or they cut him out of the fourth one. In the movie, like in the book, oh, yeah? apparently he's a part of the fourth book, and they just cut him out that. of the movie. Like he's not in the fourth movie. I don't remember that. That that makes sense. That I would mm. believe it. I but do yeah, believe it. You're pointing something out, and it makes me think that the whole entire Malfoy subplot is is a little underserved throughout the entire mm-hmm. series because Draco, yeah. Lucius, and Dobby 
are all really interesting, great characters that I would like yeah. to see more of, and I just don't really feel like I fully get what I want out of them by the end of the series. Very true. I agree um, with that. Yeah, and then the, the sixth movie does kind of just melt in my mind until you get to the end a little bit um, with, mm-hmm. with Dumbledore dying. And the stuff yeah. in the cave before he dies is also really interesting or just mm-hmm. really cool to watch. Like, visually, it's beautiful. Definitely. Um, I think yeah. the sixth movie, for me, I mean, uh, obviously we can say, like, shit hit the fan in the fifth one. Like, that's what we're saying. But the shit really hits the fan in the sixth one. Like, as soon as <laughs> Dumbledore dies, you're like, what is going to happen? Like, that's crazy. Dumbledore just died. Like, yeah. whoa. And who else dies in the sixth one? I think Dumbledore is the big death. I don't think there's... Dumbledore is the big one, for oh, sure. Oh, you know what? There's almost the death of I, either Fred or George. To me, that me- the, to me, that moment... Oh, George almost dies. Yes. That moment hit me more than when Fred dies really quickly yeah. in 7 Part 2. Like That was just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, strange. And George and Fred yeah. are probably my favorite characters in the series. I didn't really talk about them in the fifth one, but I love their whole dynamic with Umbridge. I think it's like a lot they of get, fun. They get... And they like make a joke shop, and it's oh yeah, it's, I love they, that. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just think they're a lot of fun. They're the best like side characters to me. You know, yeah. I don't actually, you know, they're not that important. But um, no, I get what you're saying. No, so that moment really hit well. I like the stuff where where they attack the Weasleys' house, and then mm-hmm. the 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 new teacher they bring in. I forgot his name. The potions uh, master. He's interesting. They do a good job with him. I don't know. But, in the um, fifth movie or the sixth? No, this movie? is in the sixth one. This is all. So this is all in the sixth one. Um, but yeah, there is I'm something about the sixth one that kind of just blends away. Um, yeah, getting into this. So getting into the seventh one, Connor. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? How do you feel? How do you feel about part one and part two? The seventh. Well, I remember. Which one is them just walking for an hour? That is part one. That's part one. That one's boring. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I, as far as I remember, like, I very much could be wrong. I remember the second one as the one with the end battle, and Voldemort dies, and you see Harry years later, and he named his kid Albus Severus Potter, which is the worst name I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. It should have been Hagrid. Hagrid should have been involved oh. in that somehow. Facts. Facts. Like, where's the love for Hagrid? Literally, literally, though, where True. is the love for Hagrid? In also, the last think two about movies? it. Ginny had multiple kids and didn't name any of them Fred. Oof. And Harry named all of his kids after dead <laughs> people he knew. And Luna, for some reason. <laughs> he named one of his kids Luna, right? Well, Luna's a badass. Okay, she this was badass. a theory I had as somebody who had never seen the series that I thought would come true but wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so you remember how they're finding the Deathly Hollows? I think this is in part one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go to Luna's dad, who's played by Reese Iffens, who plays the lizard. Um, oh, sick. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they're going to, his, going to Luna's dad, and they're looking for the resurrection stone. Or he brings up the concept of these stones, mm-hmm. uh, these, these different objects, the hollows, my bad. Um, and I thought that Luna was like an undead character because of the resurrection stone. Ah. And I was confident... I was confident in that being the case. I was like, oh, that's so wild. They actually did that. She's all spooky because she's a ghost. No. Nope. Um, I'm glad they didn't, but that theory. Yeah. It was a stupid theory. I wouldn't say it was a stupid theory. I just, uh, I think in the long run, that's a little like, that would just be a big plot hole because there's so much that with the resurrection stone yeah. that is like, oh, okay. 
while we're on this topic, the resurrection stone specifically, it brings people back from the dead, but when they come back, they're not the same. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing about the resurrection stone. You bring people back, and they're half oh. alive. That is Vine and TikTok. Oh, interesting. Mic drop. Okay. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Somebody used the resurrection <laughs> stone on Vine, and we got TikTok. It's missing a few of its fundamental pieces. It's, it's missing soul. some pieces, but it's I, very similar. Well, do you but think the resurrection the stone was used to, to bring Luna back from the dead then, actually? Well, could it only be used no. once? It's not like it's there's a limit. It's not that it can only be used once. It's like a curse, right? Like the one guy who used it killed himself because he wanted, like he brought back his wife and then she was miserable because she was living a half-life and then he killed himself. Oh, okay, okay. But Harry brings himself back, right? Doesn't I, Harry I don't bring himself back for the resurrection stone? And he comes back I pretty normal. I forget the logistics. I think Harry, when he dies, he doesn't use, does he use a resurrection stone? I think he comes back because he's a horcrux and when Voldemort killed him, he killed. Voldemort killed the horse. Oh, not that wasn't Harry. clear to me. So when Voldemort said that, he killed a part of himself unknowingly. Oh, and didn't kill Harry, and that's why Narc- uh, Narcissa, who is Draco's mom, she sees Harry and he's alive, and she knows it, and she doesn't tell anyone. Right now, I got that part, but I thought that was because of the Resurrection Stone. Yeah, and it seemed. No, I don't. I don't think so. I really could be wrong, but that's what I remember. Well, okay, this brings up something interesting. I, I think yeah. it's it's the part one and part two of, of seven are very very different, and I have to imagine that as a kid, part one mm-hmm. would be yes, a, a little boring. I really liked it as an adult, yeah. like watching it for okay. the first time. I, I I found it a really necessary that the movie slowed down and focused on just the three of them as characters. Otherwise, we'd cut to the to the end and it'd just be over, and there wouldn't really be. Enough, yeah. enough there. Um, True. I loved the kind of the the ending of that one is is Dobby dying really like that's sort of like the yeah. The end of and the first one is Dobby uh, dying. It's just yeah. it's a slower it's a slower movie with with really high stakes, yeah. but they're not really gotten they're not they don't really get to them. Um, which yeah, nothing really happens. It's just a setup yeah. for what is going to happen. Like. Yeah, it's the longest book, I think, unless the fourth yeah, one is longer. Yeah, it might be, or maybe um, the fifth. So for them to, I think them splitting it into two movies, one not only yeah. financially was smarter, but was a good move. Like, it's the end of the series that people have been watching for 10 years. Let's split it up into two and really take our time with it. And I think that worked so well in their favor. Could you imagine if both no. those movies were one movie, no. like every other movie? It would. Oh, no work. way. Like, the first movie's boring, but I wouldn't want it to be one movie. I wouldn't no, want No, I agree. One. And I honestly, this is, I never read the book, but I felt like there was enough in yeah. the seventh from just the two films that I saw that they could have, they could have made three. They really could have, like, Maybe. the, the I, second move so I can't quickly. remember, but. Like, part two, I think mm-hmm. this kind of gets in my feelings on it. It's, I, I'll already, I'll just say it off the bat. It's my least favorite. Part two, wow. seven part two is my least favorite, for sure. It just... Oh, funny. It felt not rushed. Like, they took their time getting to this movie, but the events just kind of happened, and for some reason, they just 
didn't land in the same way that I was hoping they would. Um, and that's super mm-hmm. vague, but I do think that the movie is maybe, maybe it's a little rushed, or maybe I just, I, I miss watching. I don't know. Like, I want to I wanna rewatch all these again a couple years down the line, and maybe I'll like it more. But I was slightly unsatisfied with the finale. Okay. I remember actually, as a kid, getting, I was at the end of the book when Voldemort dies. And I was reading, and then all of a sudden, he was dead. And I went back, and I read it again. And I was like, where does he die? How does he die? What happened? He just died. Like, it's really weird in the books. In the movie, it makes a little more sense. I mean, even then, it still kind of doesn't. They just are zapping each other. And then Harry wins the duel, and Voldemort disintegrates. Which I think is because, once again, audience, please... Correct us if we're wrong. Like I want to, I want to. Yeah, know. email us at watchmovepodcast um, at gmail because you one thousand percent know more about point. Harry Potter than either of us do. One thousand percent. So I think it was because Voldemort had the uh, Elder Wand. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Elder Wand. And when you have the Elder Wand, supposedly you can't be disarmed. You can't lose a fight. And I know there's logistics. Like it's technically not Voldemort's in that moment. It's someone else's. So I think Voldemort getting disarmed, like the wand went, okay, mm. you're dead now. Mm. But I don't know. Like that's the only guess I had and have. Yeah. So. Okay, now that we're here and you're bringing it up, I say let's, let's do the ranking. Do the ranking. Let's do the ranking. Let's let's do it. And Vince, you're going. Uh, audience, Vince is going to have a much clearer, much more clear mm. ranking than I will. Honestly, this will just be Vince's ranking, and I will comment if. I agree. Okay, or disagree. I'll start. Yeah, I can't. I cannot honestly give you a good ranking. That makes so complete sense to me. One. Like you're saying, if I'm trying to think. Vince. If I had seen these years ago, I wouldn't really be able to. I don't think I'd be able to do yeah. that. Uh, so, okay, my best, my best yeah. guess at a ranking, my best estimate, is seven part two at the bottom for reasons I just explained. Okay. Also, like Snape's death didn't we quite land for yeah. me. A couple other things like that. That it's just I don't know, but. Still good. good, still great, fun finale. Um, then above that, I'd put the first movie. I think it's really good. Uh, okay. We already talked about it. Then I'd put number four, The Goblet of Fire. I think, yeah. Oh, funny. I agree with you on the last two. I'm not agreeing on Goblet. You're a Goblet here, fan. Yeah. I'm a Goblet fan, too. I mean, I like it. I like them all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just a little bit messy. A little bit messy. Um, yeah, then I get you. Oh man, then this the, these three, dude, they're literally a toss up between seven part one, five, and six. I, I could go those three in a row, I could rank them differently and it wouldn't affect me at all. I feel very, very similarly about those three films. Uh yeah. Yeah. I don't I I think I, I don't have much to say to say in terms of you know why one would be better than the other i feel very similar so those are kind of tied in the middle for me and then uh and then i'm gonna have to say you know it's then how many did i just say that's six yeah so then the top two the top two i i I could go back and forth on these 
Yeah, was six. six? So I mean, was, kind of yeah, a lame ranking. Yeah. See, like, yeah. I can't even really do this very well. Yeah, they're just, it's not mm. really a series that lends yeah. itself to be to be ranked off like we've been doing. It really doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's not fair to, it's not fair. It's like, they're all good movies. They all serve the story very well. And the ranking at that point is literally yeah. just personal preference. It's like, it's different than Star Wars where some of the movies are really yeah. good and some of the movies are bad. All the Harry Potter movies are good. We've said this before. So, like, this rank Yeah, so, is so maybe yeah, more about it more like tiers. Like, there's the bottom tier with those three, with yeah. um, okay. you know, part two, one, four. And then there's the middle tier with seven, part one, five, and six. And then my top two, which I could go back and forth on. But for now, I'll say uh, The Prisoner of Azkaban is second. I think it's the best made Harry Potter film. And it's really fun that it ends in that silly little freeze frame of Harry flying at the camera with his new broom. Uh, It's great. It's fun. Uh, And it's a great movie. But I think I like the second one the most. I just had the most fun with it. I'd most likely rewatch it before I rewatch any of the other ones. And uh, it's a really good time. That's, That's very fair, man. Hey. Well, there you had it, folks. That was our ranking. That will mm-hmm. be the end of this ep. Wait. It sounds like a clock's ringing. It sounds like I hear a clock. It's quick takes. Quick takes. Quick takes. It's Ooh. quick takes with Connor and Vince. Yeah. Welcome to Quick Takes, everybody. This is the part of the show where we give you a take quickly, and you take it. Sorry. Vince, what's your quick take? My quick take is that I need to... We can cut this out and pause it. I, I, I just no, completely go. brain froze. We're, we're just going. No, no, no. Vince, no, 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 no you gotta, quick takes. Don't think about it. I'm not editing this anymore. Oh, God. What? You can't do this to me. Just think of something, Vince. Just think of something. Um, I think that... Say anything. I think that gifts when you're an adult are really hard and stupid. Like, I, I, I feel like it's, it's mugs, it's candles, it's hats, it's... Um, you know, those are all things that I enjoy. Those are all things that are, are like, in and of themselves okay. But I don't want to go out and buy somebody a mug. I don't want to go out and buy somebody a hat. Somebody said it. Thank you. No, um, <laughs> I'm okay. If we're talking love languages here, I am gifts is last for me. Absolutely last. I'm bad at giving them, and I receiving them is always weird. And I, I'm guessing now that you're the same way. It's like I understand because, um, you know, I've known people who are big gift givers. Like they just give you things or. That's what they like, and I'm, I always feel bad because I understand the importance of giving gifts. I just can't do it. I suck at it. Mm. It's just not my thing. I agree. I just I don't like well, gifts. This, it's funny because I, I, the last gift I gave you was a hat, and then I, I, if somebody mm. were to give me a hat right now, I'd be over the joy. I'd, I'd love receiving it from somebody. Over the joy. Over the joy. <laughs> Did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be over the joy. Oh, man. man. I'm losing it. Um, I don't know, dude. I think, I think like, I'd still feel the love and I'd still, yeah. you know, yeah. have a good time getting it. It's just when I stop and peel back and think about what gifts used to mean when you're a little kid and think yeah. about what Harry Potter means for little kids versus an adult, it all ties back together. It's just different. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so strange how that changes. Um, yeah. And I got to find a way and to keep like, it fun. Yeah. Right. No, I literally, I just talked to my parents today. My mom goes, Connor, make us a list of what you want for Christmas. And I was like, 
dude, I don't know. Yeah. I, socks? I, like, literally, I'm like, I want socks. Um, yeah. No, but I, I'm like, okay, either what I want is garbage that, like, more, can I get, yeah, if you bought me more trash bags for my apartment, that'd be dope. But, or, like, they cost thousands of dollars. Like, I have a very expensive hobby, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, I, no, I joked with my parents. I was like, yeah, how about a Strandberg Bowden five-string bass? She was like, how much is it? I was like, $3,000. <laughs> Not a chance. She was like, okay, no. And I was Not like, that's what I thought. Yeah, right. Or, uh, eventually, you're just going to be asking people for cash to save up for the things that you really want to buy. I know that's, that's what that's I want. Boring, I'm like, I would so appreciate. Boring. It is boring, and it's not a gift no, to give it's someone just, money. It's, like well, it, yeah, you know, it is, but it it's is, not. But it's it's, it's not the you know, same it's thing. It's just the simplest yeah. way of giving. What's your quick take, Connor? Having sisters <laughs> is very interesting. For those who don't know, I have three sisters and no brothers. Um, and I think a lot of, like, as a kid, there were a lot of downsides, at least in my child mind there were. Yeah. But nowadays, who I am is so apparent that I have sisters. Like, it's very funny. When I tell people I have sisters, they go, that makes sense. And if you meet me, you'll probably get why. But it's like, there's just a lot of things. So if you got sisters and you're young and you're a boy and whatever and... Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? No, I, that your sisters will have hot friends. I promise. <laughs> yep, Connor. That's exactly what you meant. No, completely. That's exact, no, that's not what I meant. That's not. That's not what I was talking about. When I say like, it, it's personality. Like who I am, how I treat people, how I treat women is definitely different than other people who don't have sisters. Like, I couldn't imagine. I I, I hear people like guys saying that they're scared to talk to girls, and I'm like. Why? <laughs> Why? They're gross, dude. They're nasty. We don't need to get into this. But Cooties are a real thing. Cooties are real. Cooties are real. And my sisters had all of them. Shannon looking at you. Damn. I'm just kidding. Nah. I get my cootie shot. I'm vaccinated. Good, good, Connor. Um, yeah, yeah. You gotta so get that twice that, a year. Baby. Yeah. No, but my quick take is having sisters... Uh, as a guy, I think it's actually very, very beneficial. That's a, yeah, that no, I, I mean, I, I have one, and I concur a third of as much yeah. as you are able to, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know how to respond to it, man. It's, uh, that's your experience, and it's a, it's my experience. It's lovely. Yeah. It's, it's made you who you are. Uh, a fine, yeah. strapping young man. Entering Thank the world, you, good for you, good for you, champ. Hell yeah! You're a, you're a uh, wizard, Harry. <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. Uh, that was good. I do a couple good. Uh, hold up, let's end the wait, episode. Connor, that with was me, me doing dude. a couple. What? That that um. That was me. See, the audience can't even uh, tell. Did, did you yeah, know? The audience can't tell. I'm gonna do a couple impressions of some Harry Potter characters. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, Voldemort. Harry Potter, the boy who lived, come to die. Avoid <laughs> 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 Then there's Snape. 
This is actually how we're ending the episode. Harry Potter, what are you doing in class again? I am the half-blood prince. <laughs> 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 My favorite quote. And, <laughs> and then I, um, I just did... Um, who did I just do? What the... <laughs> I just did Hagrid. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll think of more later. Not me, not Hermione, you. Oh. <laughs> not me, not Hermione, you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>